This is Retire at Peace with Gerald G. Ginwright from Mainstream Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Gerald provides his clients and prospects the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Retire at Peace with Gerald G. Ginwright. Hello and welcome back to Retire at Peace. This is Gerald G. Ginwright with Mainstream Financial Group. If you would like more information about what you hear during the show today, give us a call at 888-324-0589 or visit us online at retireatpeacepodcast.com. And while at my website, click on the radio page and check our past shows and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. The 4th of July, or Independence Day as I still like to call it, is one of my favorite holidays. It's right in the middle of summer, so the sun is hot and people are in their yards or on their driveways grilling burgers or hot dogs and enjoying themselves. And then, once the sun sets, the sky is full of colorful and rumbling fireworks. Most importantly, it's a time for all of us to take a few minutes to reflect on what a privilege it is to live in a free country. You know, as my mind wandered recently to thoughts about the Independence Day this week, I was struck by the idea that a show about financial independence would be fun and timely to tie one of my favorite holidays in with finances, my favorite topic. So, achieving financial independence is today's topic. A very recent U.S. News and World Report article 12 Steps to Achieve Financial Independence has some insight that I think will be very helpful today. We should begin by noting that financial independence means different things to different people. For some folks, financial independence means being able to pay your bills on time each month while also socking a little money away into your savings and retirement accounts. For others, financial independence may mean retiring when you want to and heading off on the travel adventures that you've long dreamed about. As the article notes, the first piece of advice is to live within your means, which is certainly something I discuss with many of my clients. It can be easy to get caught up in the latest trends when it comes to things like houses, cars, and clothes. If everyone in your orbit is buying a six-bedroom house, it's only natural for you to think should you do the same. But if a three-bedroom bungalow would make you happy, or just as important, would make your budget happy, why not go that route? Making sure you always know your current financial status is another key component of achieving financial independence. Whether you're just a handful of years into your career or you're at the cusp of retirement, it's critical to understand completely where you are financially. On a regular basis, you should open a spreadsheet or sit down with a number two pencil and write out all of your income against all of your debt. Is the gap between your income 
and debt there. And if it's large or small, is there a comfort level? Regularly analyzing your finances will allow you to adjust and quickly address red flags. Opening up the right types of accounts is the next key way to know if you are able to achieve financial independence. In most cases, there isn't one account that's a good fit for all of your money. Most people will likely need a mix of accounts. For retirement money, you'll want to utilize tax-favored IRAs or 401ks, and if your employer offers a match, utilizing that tool becomes all the more important. If you have a health insurance plan with a high deductible, you may want to take a smart move and open a health savings account to help you cover some of the potential cost of medical expenses. And let's not forget an emergency fund, which is something that we've touted on previous shows. Finding a high yield savings account may be a solid way to build your emergency fund. However, as you build your emergency fund, it's important that it's protected from market loss and that it's liquid. When the dryer goes out in the middle of laundry day, you're wanting to make sure that you've got the peace of mind to know that you've got the cash to get a new one. The article next emphasizes the wisdom of crafting a deposit strategy. Once your various accounts are active, you should prioritize making sure you're fully funding them. A lot of employers will direct deposit your check into multiple accounts, which allows you to earmark a percentage of your check into all of your accounts. Automating payments into your debit, savings, and retirement accounts is an effective and reliable way to make sure your financial strategy is humming right along. Well, to me, automated payments are especially important for your savings and retirement accounts because it allows you to get used to budgeting and living off the money you end up with in your debit account after you've chosen the percentages that funnel into your savings and retirement accounts. The next step in achieving financial independence is monitoring your credit like a hawk. Your credit score helps determine whether you get approved for a loan and what the interest rate on the loan will be. If you're applying for a job, your potential employer may even check your credit history before making a final decision. And insurance companies in certain regions may even use your credit history to determine your policy premiums. Reducing your debt and paying bills on time are two simple but important ways to boost your credit score. Finally, at a time when identity theft and data breaches seem to be a regular occurrence, it's important to monitor your credit to be certain that someone isn't out there on a spending spree in your name. We've already mentioned budgets a fair amount during this episode. However, let's circle back to that one more time so that we can talk about cutting back on spending. I'm the first to admit that it's become cliche to say, stop buying that morning latte. When it comes to advice and spending less money. But let's be honest, in the grand scheme of things, 
Treating yourself to a good cup of coffee a few times a week is unlikely to torpedo your budget. And let's remember that even in the midst of comprehensive financial strategizing, we have to realize that doing things we enjoy is one of the elements of a happy life. So let's forget about the coffee, the movie tickets, and the gym memberships and focus on the biggies. Buying a house that still fits your needs even though it's smaller than others you've been eyeing, or purchasing a low-mileage used car rather than a brand-new model may seem like sacrifices, especially if you're doing well in your career. However, if those choices let you achieve your financial independence years ahead of schedule, I'm confident you'll think that it was all worth it. Well, our next tip for achieving financial independence, designing a budget payoff strategy, is something I will bring up often with my clients. Now, for most Americans, debt is a part of life. There is student debt, there's mortgage debt, car payments, credit cards, and more. Having debt doesn't mean your financial path is littered with mistakes or bad choices. But the sooner you can get the weight of debt off of your shoulders, the sooner you'll be able to position yourself to achieve financial independence. As you build your strategy to pay off debt, focus your extra money on debt while making the minimum payments on your other debts. With this strategy, your best play may be to first focus on the debt source with the highest interest rate. Once you've knocked out the first debt source, don't direct what you're now saving on expenses into a debit account. Instead, take that money and apply it to the next largest debt source. Regular listeners of our program know that I love talking about emergency funds because I believe in them strongly. I can't even begin to count the number of times an emergency fund has saved my bacon when I have needed new tires or a last-minute airplane ticket. Well, when it comes to an emergency fund, you don't have to drain your savings to cover the unexpected expenses that are a natural part of life. Additionally, an adequate emergency fund always means you don't have to put those financial surprises on a credit card. A good rule of thumb is to have three to six months of living expenses in your emergency fund. Make sure that you replenish what you take out of your emergency fund as soon as possible. And when you hit the big six-month figure, start investing more. Well, all the best to your financial independence. If you've enjoyed today's show, visit our website at retireatpeacepodcast.com and click on my radio page. Also, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcast or Spotify. And finally, if you want more information about what we've discussed today, give us a call at 888-324-0589. Thanks for listening. And until next week... This is Gerald G. Genright. Thank you for listening to Retire at Peace. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, 
please contact Gerald G. Ginwright at Mainstream Financial Group. Call 205-324-0589 or visit them online at retireatpeacepodcast.com. Gerald Ginwright and Mainstream Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed on the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.